Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Beth. We are on the 17th of Tammuz, and we are discussing the question of what is this whole thing about fasting? Because the 17th of Tammuz is really um, the worst day in history. In truth, it's the worst day in history. Why is it the worst day in, in Jewish history? Because it begins the destruction of the base of Magnus. It's the beginning of the end, right. The destruction of the base of Magnus is the reason that from the smallest to the biggest. If, you know, somebody takes your parking spot after you've been waiting for half an hour, or Lahavdil, something quite serious, it all comes as a result of the destruction of the base of Magdish. Gullus comes from the destruction of the base of Magdish. Every problem we have is because of this. And we want to get beyond destruction. We live now in a time when we feel like, it looks like the destruction is increasing. Everything's falling apart. All of the isms you know, good thing, you know, good thing they didn't make a statue honoring you of all your good deeds that you did because it would be pulled down now. Every, everything that was built up um, is now being questioned and pulled down. So everything's going from fixed mode to chaotic mode now. Is that good or bad? You know, something that was fixed and established and accepted is now bound and destroyed. And what will come after it? We don't know. We know ultimately Geula, but we don't know. So should we be in fear or should we be, should we be dancing or crying? Should we be shaking? Should we be, you know, taking medication for the fear? Or should we be dancing and saying this is the crumbling, the seed is, is decomposing and an incredible flower will grow out of it? Which one? So, um, the same thing, this is very much embodied by the 17th of Thomas, because if we're saying Tishabab begins, it's the beginning of the end, all destruction. We had a set base of Nizish. We were in the land of Israel. We could see, see Hashem, see God. He saw us, we saw him. It was a very deeply interpersonal, deeply satisfying relationship. And it, boom, it all fell apart. So, and we were sent into Gullus, and, and here we are. And all of us, on some level, some of us more sensitive and some of us less, feel homeless. We, we're always looking for home. We're always, you know, looking for that real sense of home wherever we go. Some people can find home in a good plate of sushi. And some people in an interesting play or movie. And other people have built in learning an amazing mimer, and other people just never find a home. And other people find a home by, you know, decorating their home, etc. But we're, we, as a people, we feel homeless because we were sent out of our home, and we're trying to get back home, essentially. So the question is: so, so Tishba begins this homelessness, you know, the real wandering, this homelessness. But Tishabav is not the culprit day, it's Shabbat or Batamas. It's the 17th of Thomas, which begins, which, which begins the whole destruction. So, it begins the three weeks, and how does it, and so the question is, is this good or bad? It's the same thing. This year, it wasn't Shabbat or Batamas that began all of the destruction, it was Shavuot. As we said, as we were on Shavuot, Reading the Aserah Tzibros, and they lifted up the Sefer Torah, and we said the Zayin Satayrash Hashem Moshe 
to put the sacred heart, to roll it back up and put it away in the Aaron Kaddish, the riots began in, in, in the whole world, you know, in all of America. On the dot, as soon as we heard the Aserah Zedibras, the riots began. So this year, it was early. We didn't have to be, the beginning of the destruction was not on the 17th of Thomas, it was on Shavuot. That's novel. Actually, we're not used to Shavuot as being a day of destruction. We've moved forward historically. So the question is, and it's interesting, so that means that it used to be the 17th of Thomas and Tisha B'Av were kind of cousins. They're dealing with the same issue, bringing Gullah, which will ultimately bring Geula. One starts off lighter, the 17th of Thomas, and then the real heavy stuff on Tisha B'Av. Now we have a difference. It's Shavuot and the 17th of Thomas that are, and now there's another three cousins, you know, it's like, you know, three cousins. One's called Chaimushka, one's called Mushkin, and one's called Chaya. Three cousins, right? They're all eight years old, and they're all with different last names, and three cousins. So we have three cousins here. Tishabas, the real heavy one. Shabbat Sarbatama, 17th of Thomas, begins the destruction. We'll say in a second what it's about. And Shavuot, which no one would have ever associated as one of the cousins in this in this triad, but, you know, this triangle of cousins, but Welcome to the New World Order. <laughs> they all said we're going to be in a New World Order. So it's something very cryptic, and we're not quite sure what it is. And the other thing, before we look here at the Sicha, the other thing is that, as it says in Chassidus, um, that Shavat Arbatamuz was supposed to be Geula. But instead of it becoming... But what happened is the Geula remained above, and it came down looking like Gullah. Because it's still, Geula is still, at this point in time, a, du- a dual reality. Which has two identities, one bad and one good. That's the way Tishabav filters Geula. You know, if you could have two players in a play, one is somebody dressed up as Tishabav, and one is somebody dressed up as um, full Geula. Full Geula. So, um Okay. So, so one dressed up as full gula. So the Tishabab one says, yeah, I, I, I like to present myself as two opposite extremes. You know, that's just the way I like to do things. Just very boring to just have one identity. You know what I mean? And Shavasar Batam was also like, yeah, I also like to present myself as two opposite energies because it just gets very boring having one consistent energy. I find those people really boring. And then there is Gula Shlema in which it will be one clear, strong message. As it says, as all of the nations will be transformed to, to worship Hashem with one clear language. No more dual reality like, yeah, I like to, you know, bi, no bi-gender reality like one, one gender, that's it. You are what you are, you know, the old old days. You know, no, like, you just no, no inflation, just boom, this is what it is. So it's interesting, you know, from one, which is a clear message to two, which is kind of this dual message of two opposites. And then three is, again, a clear message, but having gone through the questioning. It's kind of like a off-the-derech kid. Clear message until, you know, they're age three, clear message, then maybe 18, not such a clear message, and then maybe 28, very clear message, but very deep and very um, fully owning it, etc. So, um, so what happened? Why would Shivasar Thomas, the 17th of Thomas, be picked for that day also that begins the Gullus? 
because remember when oh and why is why is the third cousin in this in this whole triangle why is it Shavuot? Because in my thought process, Shavuot we got we received the Tyra. Did we receive a written Tyra? No. Did we receive any kind of physical Tyra? No. So what did we get? Well, we heard it. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't stand up too well in the legal court. You know, yeah, the Torah belongs to us. Well, do you have a document that was signed? Well, no, God spoke to us. Yeah, sorry, but legally it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fly. Do you have a recording? No, we didn't really have recordings in those days. No, but really his voice permeated all of reality. Okay, could you show me on a legal document? Not really. So imagine we are receiving the Tyra, and it, this is the real thing on Shavuot, Ekmat and Tyra. No legal documents. We're hearing it. You know, with the handshake. So I'll sell you this house for two million. Great. We'll shake on it. Helps like a Titan banker. <laughs> you know, go, go prove, right? So, so therefore comes along what? Comes along the 17th of Thomas and Maishar Benu comes down with the written document. Tangible Luchais. The same as Sarah Sadibris. Not only written, engraved in stone. Now we have the legal written documents. Non-disputable. That's going to totally transform the world. A written document of the Torah being given to us. And there's no turning back once it's engraved in stone. So you could see that such a an upgrade in the world would be disputed somewhere in the realms, in the physical and spiritual realms. You've got to be a real vessel for it. We were not. We weren't, we didn't quite create a vessel down here in the world for it. So we ended up with destruction. It was Gula. The 17th of Thomas was Gula. 40 days before you received the Tyra. That's it. Now 40 days later, Gula Shlema. Now we sing we don't even have, at that point, we wouldn't have had to sing, we want Mashiach now. We have Mashiach now. Everybody dances, celebrate, pull out the, the herring and the schnapps, and we're in Geula time. But we weren't ready. So it looked like destruction down here. Looked like Geula up there in the spiritual realms, and Gullah down here in the physical realms. That's why we fast. It's two things going on at the same time. We're celebrating, but we're fasting. We're fasting because it's Gullah, but we're celebrating because it's Geula. And they're both happening simultaneously. So halakhically we fast. But it, but as we move forward in history, on an inner level, we rejoice. So, um, see what we're going to jump in here. Um, okay. So, the thing about a fast, uh, sorry, and one other thing. What did they do on the 17th of Tammuz? They broke the wall around Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, complete Yera, complete awe of Hashem. Somebody who has, who is, lives in Yerushalayim, in that energy space, is totally in sync with knowing who Hashem is, experiencing the relationship with Him. They're fully in that place, in that relationship. They have complete awe of Hashem. Doesn't mean just they're afraid. They get it that Hashem is all the things. 
Hashem is running the world. Hashem is running every detail of their life. It's an interactive relationship. He wants, he's very, he's very, very interested in knowing what we feel, what we want. He's listening to us. He's consulting with us. He wants us to listen to him. It's a very complex, very beautiful, amazing relationship. Somebody like Yerushalayim is really, that's his life. That's his life. Such a thing is not simple to maintain. You need to have a, you need to keep yourself in a bit of a bubble. You can't pay attention too much to social media because <laughs> it's going to kick you out of Yerushalayim. Right? It's like the more social media, the more videos we watch, the more we listen to the news, the more it's like the gates of Yerushalayim, we get thrown out right away. We get back into fear and I don't know and so scary and maybe and who knows and we're out of Yerushalayim. So, the enemy came along, and I don't know if it was for weeks or months, they took these big trees, and they were banging away, they were batting rams at the wall. They wanted to get, the enemy wanted to get in. Would you like to, if you if you were somebody who doesn't live like that, and you see there are these people who, re, who represent truth, and they live in truth, would you not be a little bit jealous? And, and feel like they have a secret, we want to be, like, I'm the Roman Empire, you know, I'm, I'm Caesar, and I want to conquer the whole world. And I figured it out that the, that the Yidden seem to have the secret of success. I want to get into their inner sanctum and get the secret out of them and use it for myself. But they don't let me into their country. They don't let me into the inner sanctum. So I'll bang and bang and bang and bang away at the wall till I get in. And I'm dumb enough that I actually think that I'll figure out their secret by breaking into the wall, which, come on. You know, we could have told them before and saved everybody the, the grief. So Shabbat Sarbatamas is the day they said, yay, victory, we cracked the wall around Yerushalayim. Which for us, it's an energy of the moment when one more social media post just kind of discouraged you. And you're just, I don't know, what if there are riots, Godfrey, what if there are programs, and what if and the BDS and BSD, what if we don't turn BDS into BSD very fast and what if and what if and what if and let's run to China. No, we can't go to China. Let's run to Afghanistan. No, it's no good. Let's, where are we going to run? Let's go to Mars. Okay, but it's, I don't know. Where are we going to go? So, so once the Yerushalayim is cracked, they touch it, they breach the wall. Not like the tenth of Thomas when they just surrounded the wall, but we, we were still whole. Once they, they, they cracked the wall, just a matter of time. Three weeks. Boom. Whole base of magicians is gone. That's how fast it goes. You know, it's a slippery slope. We need to have... Now, if God allowed this, he needs to invest in the same day so much kayak to not have our Yerushalayim defeated. So much kayak. So, he makes a fast. And a fast day has to have two different energies because he doesn't, his point is not, you know, some people will say, well, his point is to punish us. If he's always punishing us, that's no fun. Then what do you know, like, you know what? I have a lot of respect for all the Yidden who believe that Hashem is always punishing us and they keep on raising generations and generations of observant Yidden they're better men than most of us. Well, that's pretty good. Why would you stick to it? You know, are you a glutton for punishment? Like you just every generation tells 
every other generation. He's punishing us. We're bad and we're bad. How much can you take it already? Good for you if you can raise a generation like that. <laughs> but okay, so that's it. So there has to be in the fast. So the fast is Yom Rasen Lashem, a, a day of desire for God. And even though it means, um, it's a day of tshuva and kapara, but the four, and at the four fast, and especially Tishabav, it's a veilus. It's, it's sadness. It's mourning on the tsaras that happened at this time. And the Rambam says, will be, these are also Kedela Arahalabavas. What's the point of these fasts? To arouse our hearts to open to the ways of tshuva. Um, and there should be zikaren lamaseinu harayim lamaseinu. So to remember what we did wrong and, you know, the deeds of our father, um, what, what, what led to this whole problem, etc. We should fix it all up. Um, and so we understand that the Rambam is implying in a tainus, in a fast, there are two things. There is, hey guys, don't just say, all right, let's dance and we'll forget about the whole thing. Uh, you can forget about the whole thing. Um, I, I'm still a little bit, uh, hurt by what you did to me. You know, your dancing isn't, uh, hey, you, you, you did steal $5,000 from me. Your dancing isn't giving me back my $5,000. You know, you mind repaying the loan and then fasting and then dancing. So I'm saying there, there is a reason for the fact that we weren't quite on target and we want to kind of figure out where did we go wrong and I don't want to do that stuff anymore. So there is that aspect of the fact. But it is Yom Ratzin Hashem. Hashem is having a, it's a good day for Hashem. Sure, he's probably not fasting. No, he actually is fasting. He fasts very well. So it's adjunctive on the one hand and a day of Shuvah. Right, so a day of Shuvah at the same time. And Hashem is fasting. He wouldn't tell us to fast if he's not fasting, but he clearly feels very good. Because for him, it's like, wow, you're not busy eating. You're just thinking about me, and I'm thinking about you. And uh, it's so great, right? So <laughs> so what happens, what is revealed through the time, through the fast, um, as it says in the Morshiyah, it's like a carbon. Okay, I'm really uh, excellent in Gemara lesson here. I'm not. It's like a carbon. So, um, and the Raman says, in the future, not only will the fasts be gone, but more than that, they will be Yom and Tegan. So, in the future, it's understood that the fast is to remember the Tsaras that happened to our forefathers. Um so we get it that, you know, we're always going to remember that. But why is it, why is it turned to a yontif? Um, what is the purpose of dancing? I got it. We're fasting. We realize they, they weren't quite on target. We're going to learn from their mistakes. We're going to correct things. So what do you have to dance for? Correct. So, so I don't need you dancing, you know. The music is too loud. I want to go to sleep, you know. What do you have to dance for? You know, it's an, You'll see soon they'll be dancing, you know, certain shows that fast is over, even before the fast is over, after Mincha time they dance. So the Iker Tainus, because the Iker Tainus is not actually the affliction. 
the main part of the Tainus is it's mostly Yom Rath and Hashem. It's a good day for Hashem. But in Gullus, we still have the reason that we were kicked out of our land. And the way to feel and use out the Mila of the day is through mm, not punishing, through afflicting the body. In other words, it's still Yom Rath and Hashem. On the physical level, there was some destruction. So the physicality, which wasn't ready to accept this huge high ga'ula, goes through some process, which is called fasting. And it gets the person to do tshuva. In the future, there won't be any more evil. In the future, when there won't be any more evil, there's no place for affliction. But rather, just adding an Avedis Hashem, and it will be in a way of Simcha. So, these Yemei Ratzon, these, in the future, that whole negative piece, it's like the people who are amazing, and they're very charismatic, but they have this part to them that uh, makes it hard to... Uh, get along with them. Imagine if that piece is just taken out, you know, like a, like a bad tooth. You know what I'm saying? You know, three gray hairs, you know, just pluck them out and they're gone and nothing grows in its place or just, you know, a wart on the finger on the bottom of the foot, gone, and now the person's amazing. So just take out this, you know, okay, okay, so we messed up. We're fixing it. We're fixing it. It's been a few hundred years already. We're fixing it. So, and then we're going to come to the real thing. Dancing. Which is why we also dance now. So, um, so when Tisha B'Av or another one of the fasts comes out on Shabbos, you're not, you're not sad. Why not? You're not allowed to be sad on, on Shabbos. Um, then all you can focus on is, it's Yom Ratzon Lashem. It's a happy day when it comes out on Shabbos. Um, so, with the many details about you fast on, you know, the fast is pushed off, it's not, it's a good, it's, it's a dual reality. A fast day, especially now, we have moved forward. If if a hundred years, we're talking about, let's say, this is a, based on something that was said in 1880. Well, we're how many years since 1880? 140 years. 140 years. Okay. 140 years is Yad, Yid Dalit. 100. Yid Dalit 100. So we get, it's interesting. It's exactly 180 years, 140 years, Yad, 100, um, from the time when this, this Sikha was said. Achivasar Batamus, the Rebbe Maharash. Now, the Rebbe Maharash is L'Chatzila Rebbe. He's just jumped into the good thing and just jump. Just make a mega jump. So, if, I'm just saying, if we're in Yad 100, the hand of God, you know, Yad Rama, Yad Chazaka, the hand of God, and really you see with, with what's going on in the world today, the hand of God, very, very much, in that even if you only recognize the hand of God because everything is so weird, you know, it can't be, it, it's either, it's, if everything's not the hand of God, then we better leave. I don't know where to go. 
but this is too much. This is crazy. Okay. If this is the hand of God, okay, so there's a method to the madness. If this is just random insanity, uh, I don't know where to go. On a cruise to Alaska, that'll do it for a while. <laughs> but I'm out of here. This is not a place to be. So it's obviously the hand of God exactly 140 years later to to the day. So let's look into that and, and sum this all up. So now we want to understand, when the Rebbe Marash was saying, he said several times, it's a Shabbos Nidcheh. Okay, so it was, at that we didn't, today it's on a, what's today? Thursday? Wednesday. Today's Thursday? Okay, so that year, remember, it came with, the Friedrich Rebbe was born on Monday. He ushered into the world a giant Geula. Massive giant Geula. A mega jump in history. A mega jump in the world. So, Several days late. Of course, we weren't fasting on his on on the fast day because he had already moved the world so much further just by being born. He ushered in a revolution and continues to be ushering in a revolution. He, you know, the Friedrich Rebbe's partners with the Rebbe, um, who would yet be born, and they have a very strong partnership. You know, Zan Malchus, you cite in Malchus, the grounded energy of this. Friedrich Rebbe took this dream of we're going to have a Geula one day, and he grounded it, you say, he bonded with it. And then the Rebbe's generation, the seventh generation, takes it and makes it real in everyday life, you know, how they show it in Walmart and how they show it in Home Depot and how they show it in parking spots and et cetera, et cetera, and how they show it in demonstrations in the streets and quarantine and virus and all of this other stuff. They're creating a revolution. It wasn't just one time in 1880. It continues to, to happen throughout, and especially when it comes to Yedbeis Tamos. Because the Friedrich Rebbe said, the previous Rebbe said, I am not the only one who was redeemed, who came out of prison on Yedbeis Yedbeis Tamos. Everyone came out. Everyone comes out. Everyone is redeemed from their personal prison, wherever we're stuck. Whether it be, I just can't seem to stick to a diet, or I just, you know, keep saying things to people that alienate everybody and I don't know why nobody wants to talk to me. Or why do I never look at the parking signs and always park in the wrong place and I always convince myself I'm in a rush and then get tickets every day? Or whatever it is. Why do I have addictions to all of these crazy behaviors? I'm in jail. I'm in prison with all my my addictions. And everybody is. Says the Friedrich Rebbe, no problem, folks. Yudbeis Tamas is a redemption for everyone. Where the jail door is open, you're let out of jail, you're let out of your imprisonment relative to the way you were before. So that means that a few days ago, five days ago, we were redeemed from our personal imprisonment by it being the day of Geula, Yudbeis Tamas being the birthday, which then became the day of Geula for the who says, not my personal gula, it's all of our gula forever. The whole generation, the whole world gets a gula. So, as I today, you know, it was in a bank, and it turned out we didn't need to be in the bank. We went to have something notarized, and as she was looking, she said, well, there doesn't seem to be a place on the, the paper for the notary to put their stamps. So we called up the lawyer, and he said, you don't need that paper notarized. So... I gave her seven mistress card, and she was so happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
guess that's why I had to go there. She, you know, didn't know my number to call me up like, hi, you don't know me, but I'm looking for seven business cards. Right? So, um, so if that's the my Rosh is saying, when, five days later, when the fast is pushed off, he said, said it several times, it's nidcha, it's pushed off. The fast is pushed off, and halavaya should be pushed off in truth. So the words of the Friedrich Rebbe that he spoke about the Rebbe Marash, because I didn't know that the Rebbe Marash said this. Was this on audio? Was this on Zoom? No, it wasn't on Zoom. Why not? Uh, they forgot to write down the, the password. Or they didn't have Zoom, right? They didn't have Zoom. So how do you know that the Rebbe Marash said this? Well, clearly, um, probably the previous Rebbe's father told him, your Zeta said this. And also, you know, if you're the Rebbe, even though you're five years old, you kind of hear it. You know it. So, um, so if the Rebbe Marash kept saying it, and the previous Rebbe said, a brach of a tzaddik, there's McLean. It's fulfilled. Which means he's saying halavai. He's saying halavai, would that it would be that the, the fast would be pushed off forever. So the, so the Rebbe is saying, the Friedrich Rebbe is saying, it, it is pushed off forever. Um, halavai should be, um, it will be pushed off. On some level, it is being pushed off forever. So why do we need to hear from, um, from the free of the Rebbe, Halavayas We heard it already from his data. Why does the previous Rebbe have to repeat it? Halavayas should be pushed off. We heard it already. Halavayas, Halavayas, Halavayas. Why do we have to hear it? Um, didn't we hear it enough? And even um, the Friedrich Rebbe added over the words of the Rebbe Marash, and it should be it should be turned to Sasan and Simcha. Okay, okay, so here's the question. So why is the Friedrich Rebbe repeating this? The Zayda said it. Halavai, the fast should be pushed off forever about your birthday, basically. So what, why is the, why is the Friedrich Rebbe adding to it? He's adding, he doesn't, sorry, the Zayda says, Halavai, the fast, would it be that the fast should be pushed off forever? The Friedrich Rebbe, his grandson says, and it should be transformed to Sassan and Simcha. Why did you change the words? The Rebbe Marash said, Halavai Ezol Nitcha Deren Be'emes. Halavai should be, it should be pushed off in truth. And the Friedrich Rebbe said, Halavai Ezol Taka Azoi Zayin Unzol Nitcha Deren Be'emes. And slightly different words. The Friedrich Rebbe said, Halavai, it should be, it should actually be, and it should be pushed off in Emes. So, what is this? And the Friedrich Rebbe says, a brach of a tzaddik is fulfilled. So this is an open prophecy. And it's sach din bar bahalacha. That the, the, um, the sinus, the fast of the future will be batal. And they will be yam and taivin. In the words of the Ramam, call it sinus eva asidin the batal. All of the, um, all of the fast will be batal. In Yemaisa Mashiach, and not only that, they will become days of joy, as it says, Kayamar Hashem, etc. So everything, all the worst, is going to become the best. 
um, it's not trying to say so why do we need to know that a bracha of a tzaddik is fulfilled? And the answer is the following. Okay, and the answer is like this, is the following. The Rebbe Maharash reminds us several times that Shabbos, this Shabbos, this Shabbos, when you're not fasting, it's called Nidcha. Shabbos Nidcha means it's supposed to be a fast day and it's pushed off. That's the name, Shabbos Nidcha. Meaning, he's talking about the specialness of a Shabbos. That is a dark day and its darkness is pushed off into the, 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 the ethosphere. It has, it has the gather of tainus. Um, in other words, on Shabbos, when the fast is pushed off. It has the gather of tainus. Yes. Even though that fasting, it is it's, it's as though you're fasting and you're eating. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you fast? By eating. Well, that's an oxymoron. How do you fast? By eating a lot of good stuff. And you're not supposed to eat parsley. No, no, you're not supposed to eat parsley. On Shabbos, when the fast is pushed off, eat well. Eat well and separate and, and celebrate. So what's interesting, this, it's a, it's a weird energy, an oxymoron. You're fasting. Sure doesn't look like fasting to me. What's about that seven layer cake? Yeah, this is part of the fast. But anybody like some ice cream with their seven layer cake? Cause we really want you to have an effective fast. Like, okay, anybody want some, um, roast chicken or do you want roast beef? Well, it's a fast day. I know that's why I know we made some kind of roasted potatoes on the side. Woo, you guys really have an interesting way of fasting. So what is that? And it's halachically, that is halachically the energy of the day because it's Yom Ratzim Lashem. It's this unbelievable energy of you're fasting, but you're eating. Wow. It's that Kaidish Akadayim Besamizish energy where it's there, the Aaron is there, but it's not there. It's that uniquely Yiddish energy where it's, it's, it's this, but it's that. You know, we're used to that, you know, living in that dual reality. So, you know, good luck if you're Jewish. That's the way you live. You know, this and that, two, two opposites at the same time. Um, I really like this person, so I tell them off all the time. Okay. <laughs> all right. You have an interesting way of showing. Exactly. That's just the way we do things. So this Shabbos is called Nitzit pushed off because it's Yom Ratzon Lashem. The kindness of the 17th of Thomas is pushed off on Shabbos. It ha- we have the kaya, we the Yidden, to achieve and reveal this specialness through the mitzvahs that we do on Shabbos. You get all of the brownie points from fasting by eating. In other words, what's the point of fasting? Just to lose weight? No. To connect to Hashem in a much deeper way. Well, right. So, right, so not eating enables you to connect to Hashem in a powerful way. Well, to tell you the truth, I can connect to Hashem very nicely through a seven-layer cake. And there is a way to do it. But it requires special energy, because in general, you think you have to fast to connect to God. But you can connect to God very deeply through seven-layer cake. But you have to really be good at it. You have to know how to do it. It's not just eat seven-layer cake and, you know, 
if you have five more pieces, you know, you're really more connected to God. You have to be given special tichus on that day. Um, and it would only work because at the same time on a Shabbos Nitzchah, Hashem himself is having the equivalent, spiritual equivalent of a layer cake, so to speak. So um, we eat and we rejoice. And at the end it says, Halavai, there's a Nitzchah Berem De'en. May it be, Halavai, that this fast should be pulled, pushed off in truth. What does that mean, pushed off in truth? How do you push off a fast in truth? All fasting becomes seven-layer cake? What, what does pushing off a fast in truth mean? No. It's not, remember, it's not the, the Rebbe saying it should be pushed off forever. In truth. How do you push off a fast in truth? And what you thought was fasting is no longer fasting. Okay. Okay. What you thought was fasting is no longer fasting. Or And we could say, if the purpose of the fast is to really have a deep connection with God, you know, like I get on the plane and I'm going to Australia. At some point, we are here, folks. You can get off the plane. We got there. So at some point, maybe I got there, I have this deep connection with God, and he does with me, and we're, you know, in sync with each other. And in truth, my fast disconnect me from him and not connect me to him. So that it should be revealed and invited every single year that it should be pushed off in truth, that the fulfillment of Yom Rasul Hashem, this is a day of desire for, for God, um, it should be in truth. It's not just, oh, that's so nice, so what's today? Oh, it's a day of desire for God. Do you see it? No. No, so it's got to be true, absolutely true to the core, that we should, each one of us, feel be'emeth, the tainug, in the time of eating and drinking on Shabbos, what do you feel? You feel not the pleasure of the eating and drinking. You feel the pleasure in your relationship with God. So now the Fidik Rebbe says, a bracha of a tzaddik is fulfilled. The bracha on this idea of the fast in our vayda should actually happen. Halavayas will talk That we come to this level where I'm eating this seven-layer cake, and I said, oh, God is the greatest. <laughs> right? What was it? that person that I met at the diaspora? She said, oh, man, Hashem is so heavy. Wow, Hashem is heavy. And I, thought, I, said, oh, I have to go to Dahab and get my head together. I think, well, if Hashem is heavy, why are you going to Dahab? Stay here in the yeshiva. You know, what's going on with you? So how why we get to the point where we feel like, oh, wow. I'm eating this seven-layer cake, and we say, what do you feel? I said, wow, Hashem is amazing. Ah, okay, you're on to something, so have another piece. So be more amazing. <laughs> so, no, but I, I mean, I'm making fun of it, but that's the purpose of getting there. And then it says, and it should be pushed off in truth, which I'm going to guess, we're going to see in a second. Every piece of seven-layer cake will get me will get me deeper into that relationship, and I, I'm just living in a present moment of just this oneness with God, and it comes through the seven-layer cake. Okay. And we're talking about... It could come through a channel of misery, of suffering. Right, right. It could come channel of kindness. Right, right, right. So you get that oneness with Hashem, either through suffering or through rejoicing. So, the and it should turn to stuff in the simple. And the hein hein this is like the two periods in Yemais Mashiach. The first is, the first period of Yemaisa Mashiach, all the fasts will be bottle. 
No more fasting. That's the first period of Yemais Mashiach. As the Lashon Arab, Zonit Chaver and Be'emes. It should be pushed off in truth. The second phase is, Ad and the second phase is, every fast is not only we won't fast anymore. Every fast day will be a yomtif. We'll sing and dance and rejoice and eat seven layer cake and dance. You know, how you can, uh, you know, don't sit down from dancing now. No, but my seven layer cake, I know, like, come on, somebody else is going to take it. No, 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 come on, right? Rejoice. <laughs> so it will be turned to a day of simcha. Vihi rasen, that in this year should be v'chein be'emes, v'onit chaber be'emes. It should be transformed in truth to fasen the simcha b'meila on the 17th of Thomas and then how much more tishabav. It should also already be fulfilled in the Vua. Koyamar Hashem Tzvaka's Koyamavi. Hashem Tzvaka said the fourth fast and the fifth fast. That means this today, Shabbat Sabbatamas and Tishabav should be transformed to Sassan Simcha and Moedim Koyam and the Emes and the Shalom, the Emes by Shalom. So, Yihirasen, we should be there already. Gulamitis Vashlema. We, through fulfilling what our Abundant tell us, now we fast. But we, we fast and dance. Uh, maybe we, if we, we tap our, tap our toes when we're fasting. And we're essentially dancing to the Gula Mitzvah Vashlema and any minute we'll be in full Gaula and not only tap our toes, but, uh, d- what is it? Something, uh, something drives me dosi do. Uh, twirl your partner, dosi do. So may we find ourselves in the Gula Mitzvah Vashlema immediately now.